Welcome to the Relaxed Running Podcast, the show that helps runners and athletes in running-based sports transform the way they run. Here's your host, Tyson Popplestone. Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Relaxed Running Podcast. Tyson Popplestone here. Today, I'm joined by an athlete I've recently started working with by the name of Brock Shirley. Now, Brock, reached out to me about a month ago. I remember because I was standing in the maternity ward. My wife had just given birth the day before and I had an email from Brock saying he was interested in getting some running guidance. So I got the okay from my wife to step outside and have a chat to Brock. I was, I was really interested in talking to this guy just to hear a little bit about his background, hear about some of the mistakes that he felt he had made uh, up until this point in his running, but also excited by the potential that he had shown with some of the times that he had logged over the marathon uh, before we'd ever spoken. So we speak on a weekly basis now. He's currently in a build-up phase from not being able to run due to some bulging discs in his back to uh, being able to run three days a week now and looking at being able to push that a little bit further in the coming weeks. So today I wanted to introduce you to him, let you know a bit about his story, let you know some of the reasons that he decided to get some structured running guidance and uh, just to give you a little bit of confidence and clarity on what a phone call might look like when we're training, uh, planning out the training for not only the coming weeks, but also the coming 12 months. It was a really uh, a really good chat. He's a really good guy, really easy guy to talk to. So I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. A reminder, if you're out there and you're looking at getting some running guidance, you're looking at getting some support, jump over to relaxrunning.com. Find out all the ways that Relax Running can help out, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, or whether that is some guidance with our Relax Running memberships aimed at running-based sports. So that's at relaxrunning.com. But for right now, let me introduce to you marathon runner and soon-to-be sub-three marathon runner, I'm going to call Brock Shirley. I was, I was glad that you were open to jumping on tonight because it was a, a bit of a, a, bit of a not last minute, I messaged you yesterday, but I thought, oh, he's a busy man. He's, he's got plenty going on. I'm sure a Friday evening... Do. Yeah, I'm sure a Friday evening has uh, many plans that don't involve a podcast, but but thanks for yeah. taking the time to come on. No, and I thought it would be a, um, a really good chance for us just to catch up and introduce you essentially to, to the audience because you actually, um, like we've only recently started working together. Obviously, I think our first phone call was I was standing in the, the maternity ward at the hospital because yeah, my little man had just been yeah, born so about right. a month ago. Yeah. Um, but mate, okay. I thought as a as a little introduction, just so people can get to know you a little bit, if you could yep. just paint a bit of a picture about you know the last couple of last couple of years that you're experiencing the running world. Because obviously yep. you told me, but it might yeah, be nice yeah. for uh, people to get a bit of a feel for you. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a weird one. I'm I'm definitely no athlete. I'm a hobbyist at best. Um, but yeah, the last couple of years for me have been a bit of a struggle. I've been dealing big time injuries, so three bulging discs in the spine. And one of them was pushing down on a nerve, which was creating all kinds of chaos. Um, so, yeah, leading up to that, I kind of had niggles in the back and I've had little injuries here and there. Um, and I was running at marathon distance as a, as a bit of fun, I guess you'd call it. And, yeah, sort of mid, mid last year, I got 1K into a run and then it, all just, it all just went on me. And I just sort of dropped to the knee, um, which was quite humbling, down the bottom of my heel. So I had to hobble back up and then... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's been a, a bit of a long journey. So I've been through, yeah, huge amounts of physio and rebuilding the whole body. And now I've got the all clear to start running. So that's when I sought you out. And I was like, I think I need a, I need, a, I need an expert to help me through, help me keep accountable because um, I didn't want to rush back into it. That's the one thing I've definitely learned this time around is 
the, the taking your time, building up that consistency and just not rushing things. So, yeah, hoping you can help me out a bit there. It'd be a good little journey to go on. So, yeah, sure. I yeah. think what, what I love, and I'm, I'm working with another guy called David who lives in yeah. Victoria as well. Yeah. And one thing I love about Dave is, is similar to you, is he's got a bit of a long-term vision. And what I was excited about with your story was – you contacted me when you were pretty much like you've been back running a, a few times a week for the last yeah. couple of weeks. And obviously we're gradually just building up that, that midweek yep. longer run to yep. about six to eight day. But yep. what I like about the initial phone call was you were like, all right, my main goal, ideally, I would love to target Melbourne Marathon next year. And it was yeah, a, it's a long goal. months away. And yep. what I love about that is, especially you said that you're a, a hobby athlete. We'll get back into that in a minute because you yeah. put some times on the board, which I'm going to suggest <laughs> you know, potentially a bit more than a hobby athlete, uh, at least as a foundation. But yeah, yeah. I, um, I think uh, I think one of the interesting things that you've already nailed, like from your perspective, is you've got that longer-term vision in, in, in yeah. check. And so many athletes, especially new athletes, men, fall into the trap of going, all right, well, um, if I can run six days a week for as long as I can, then I'll be really, really fast. And, and don't yeah. take into consideration the fact yeah. that, Obviously, um, not only your body's inability to absorb such heavy workloads, but just the fatigue that comes with that, especially when you're new, can be really dis disheartening. So I was excited from from sort of that perspective, and that was one of the, the big reasons that made me jump at working with you. I yeah. touched on it a moment ago. You said you're a yeah. relatively new, relatively hobby runner, but tell everyone yeah. what you run for, for a marathon before you are. Right. So my second marathon um, and you would actually have a fit if you heard my training leading like what I used to do for training. Um, but yeah, three hours, 28 was my second ever marathon and that was Melbourne. So my first one, I did the great ocean road. So it was 45. That was my first marathon. So, um, and I did that just solely to complete it. And then I got the itch and, um, yeah, I just went hammer and tong at three. Yeah, I got three twenty eight. was the best one I've got. So man, I, I can guarantee, I can tell you for a fact <laughs> There are there are hundreds of listeners right now who have uh, who, who they like you less having heard that than what they <laughs> Sorry, than what they did before because I'll win you uh, back. <laughs> yeah, what I what I thought and what was uh, is sort of exciting to me was as I said as a foundation, uh, yeah. and we'll talk about the training that you were doing leading into that. I think yeah. it's it's an incredible prospect in terms of what you're capable of because uh, to to call yourself you know what you called yourself more of a hobby runner and then come out and say, okay, well, I've actually run 328. Suggest there's a fair bit of talent to work with, but obviously trying to navigate that that world of injury has been a, a frustrating part for you. So yeah. give us a bit of a give us a bit of an overview of uh, of sort of what that that rehabilitation process has looked like. Because yeah. obviously from being at the bottom of that hill to where you are now, there's been a few big steps taken or a lot of small steps maybe yeah, uh, real small. taken in between that. <laughs> Mostly on my back, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was probably, it was August, last year where it really kind of hit the wall um i'm gonna name drop but i don't know if you know the comedian tim Minchin. i think everyone does right yeah yeah so he put the call out he was doing a tour and um he put a call out just to go and run a couple of laps of the tan with him so a bunch of people went and i wasn't quite at that level because i'd sort of been in and out of a bit of a niggle here and there so i went and did the run with him and then i felt all right but kind of a couple of weeks later I, that niggle got bigger and bigger so it was about august um, and that dropped me really bad. So yeah, three bulging discs. Um, and I kind of, I kind of just was resting it for most of the end of last year and it just wasn't getting better. And I was doing what I knew sort of stretch rehab, strengthening on good days, but pretty much running stopped. And then it was like January this year where I started to, I was trying to come upstairs cause we live in a two story house and, um, 
I had to grab the railing and kind of push off the railing because I just had no power left. Thought, oh, I better go see someone about this. So I booked in with a physio and pretty soon they'd laid out a 15-week treatment plan. So it was about once a week for a month I'd go in and get kind of manual work done on my back and some like flexibility stuff. And then after a month I was allowed to start loading the back again. So real light gym stuff for four weeks before that was all mobility and um, twice, twice a day mobility, about 45-minute sessions each day or each each session twice a day. And then, yeah, slowly but surely just after that 15-week cycle, they kind of put me on a strength and conditioning um, program. So I got eight weeks in and then started the second eight-week block, which I'm kind of halfway through now, and that's when I gave you a call. I was like, I'm ready to go. Physio yeah. gave me the all clear to run. Sort of he said, go out and go for about three and then call me and let me know how you went. And I was relatively pain-free, so that's when the all clear was like, all right, we can start building up now and doing it real slow, real, really, really basic. But, um, yeah, it's been so good. That yeah. first, like, 6K run I did the other week under your program, it was like I felt like I'd run 50Ks, not physically, but, like, just emotionally. I was like, oh, this is this is a big step. So it was pretty good. Yeah. It's only 6Ks, and I know I shouldn't say that, but I'm, I'm used to trying to bang out heaps, so... No, I step. get it. I yeah. get it, man. It's uh, I've, I've been in those situations plenty of times. Um, like whether it was like, especially when I was younger, I that, yeah. my biggest injury when it was when I was about sixteen, and I it was one of the most valuable sort of learning experiences to me because actually I was fifteen and I I got a stress fracture in my lower back and I was just a classic sixteen year old kid from the country who was like, all right, I'm going to be the best, so I'm just going to train more than everyone. And I wasn't thinking about surfaces. I wasn't thinking about intensity. I was just thinking about maintaining it. And pretty quickly, I yeah, you know, I you know, I got in some some trouble with uh, with some lower back pain, and uh, got the X ray at Melbourne Sport and Spine. They said, "Hey, look, here's what's going on." And as a result, it was I think it was six weeks, pretty much on a bike, yeah. just no yeah. weight bearing activities really. And I fully relate to what you mean, being able to come yeah. back. And I think I started with like a one k run, and I finished right. that one k run. Oh. <laughs> It was torture, but it was also one of the most glorious welcome yeah. backs to yeah. to running for the same reason that you said because it's yeah. just it's just a classic. You don't know what you got till it's gone, isn't it? It's so yeah, nice absolutely. to be able to just get back out there and and get a bit of a feel for it. But with yeah. the with the bulging discs, I'm assuming yeah. there's a, a fair bit of shootout pain with that as well because obviously the the back's an interesting one. There's so many nerves and stuff shooting off the spine yeah, that yeah. it's probably not just a localized pain, is it? Nah. So the like the main actually, like so, it's real down low at the back at my back, um, and it kind of shoots, pretty much shoots straight out the middle of the spine, and then wraps around the back of the hips to the front of the hips. So it actually it rattles all the way down the hamstring, down the hip flexors, and um, on a on a bad moment, a bad twist, I can I can feel it because there's there's residual nerve pain, and it'll be there for a long long time. Um, so that's we're just mainly about on a bad day, it's just calming the nerve pain down. But the actual structure is pretty good now, which is it's yeah, it's strong. So um, up and up. So I can I can push through the pain when I know I'm not doing damage. Mm-hmm. Um, when I know it's just nerve, and I've just kind of got to start processing that differently now. So yeah. So the, um, you, you still feel a little bit of the pain, but what the process yeah. of thought is is different. You're saying. Yeah. So my physio is like, actually, when you feel that pain, that's just your body memory, effectively. So it's just trying to protect you. Like the structure is actually fine now, but your nerve is kind of still firing at that pain because it used to be genuinely in pain so now it's kind of neurological i guess so yeah we're just gonna the more i go to the gym the heavier i can lift the more i'm trusting my body again and um the further i run there's i'm just building trust in myself and my body again which is helping a lot so the nerve pain's disappearing very slowly but it's it's progressing it's good 
Interesting, yeah. man. So, yeah. what kind of steps has he got? Did he did he sort of point in the direction? Because I know uh, neurological things are yeah. interesting because there's so many handy tips out there. But in terms Absolutely. of knowing which particular tool is the most yeah. effective for what it is you're dealing with, is is maybe a little overwhelming if you're brand new to that. So, have you have you sort of been doing any particular processes there to help you navigate the discomfort when you feel it? Yeah, he's. Well, I've been doing sort of dry needling with him, so he's been prodding away at it that way, and that's kind of just to just to awaken it and move it and freshen it up and kind of break down all that. It's just, it's a lot, it's like a, it's like someone's put a metal rod in there, you know, just something just sitting there that's, it's actually not there. Because when he massages or when he hits it with the needles, it's fine. There's nothing, no pain or anything like that. So it's, it's a bit of that. It's just about training my body to kind of trust itself again. So all those stabilizers that are grabbing and spasming, they're just used to doing it to protect me. And they don't have to. So it's just retraining them through mobility movements, strength training, back running now so that the more I'm running, it's just sort of training the body to move the way it used to and, and comfortably. So it's just about getting over those hurdles real slow, um, not expecting it to disappear overnight. And, uh, yeah, just mobility, stretching, massage, the whole gamut. They're throwing everything at me at the moment and I'm listening to them because they're saving me. That's awesome. Yeah. So at the moment, it's expensive, so you're doing, I wouldn't I recommend. Imagine, it. <laughs> I can imagine that's true. When you were when yeah. you were saying about the weekly physio visits, I was like, yeah. I remember those days, and I remember it was yeah. much nicer when I was living at home and didn't have a job because it fell in my mum's yeah. concern basket. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. me now. I, uh, I definitely sympathise. Yeah. So so at the moment, you so you said you're doing a lot of the strength, stretching, mobility. You're doing yeah. the runs three days a week. So on the off yeah. days, um, yeah. what does your sort of training situation look like there? So, yeah, I tend to go, I'll go gym one morning and then run the next. So we do going off and on and then Sunday is my complete rest day. Um, the nice easy runs are really nice. Like they're nice on the body. Um, I wake up the next morning feeling fresh as a daisy. So I've got kind of a few days of load in a row and then a complete rest Sunday. But every night is a full mobility routine and stretch and then like self-massage or, you know, get on the roller and, like the pressure ball and stuff like that so um yeah the physio wants me to kind of go to my regular routine that i used to do so it's about six days of the week with a rest but they're all morning so you get a fair chunk of rest at the end of the day once you've done it get out of the way it's good yeah that's not sorry how long did you say the whole process is for which the the sort of strength and conditioning mobility stuff did you say they're they're structured into one session or or are you alternating those it's it's Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, my strength training in the morning. And then I do a mobility stretch every night. So oh, seven okay, days sorry. Yeah, you said, yeah, yeah, so that's okay. split. So that's kind of rest recovery, but it's it's actually really quite nice. The body appreciates it at the end of the day. Yeah. After you're running around with the kids and whatnot. So it's good. Yeah, man, I can imagine that's true. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know if you've seen, Ali Kipchoge recently released, or he didn't release it. It was called Breaking 2. I and watched it, was it a, with great interest. How... So one of the things that stood out to me, and it's an area that honestly I'm such a massive proponent of now, like you only have to listen to a couple of episodes of the, the podcast to, to hear who I've had on there speaking about pain and navigating injury and mobility and because it's just such an overlooked element of, of running training. And the fact that for better or worse, obviously the, um, the frustration of the bulging disc has, has led you to start taking these steps. I reckon developing such a solid routine there is is just going to pay massive dividends to the running because obviously not only for the back pain but just for for stability and um later on when we start getting into a little bit of technique stuff it's um i I think it's a huge advantage and 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 one that's so overlooked by so many runners and the reason i brought up the the breaking two documentary 
I, I'm assuming I'm telling you it's the right one, but it's the one where it shows a lot of the strength, conditioning, mobility that Elliot and the the Kenyans yeah, do. Guys. Yeah, I, I yeah. had no idea how how big a part of their uh, their running training program that stuff was, which was really inspiring. And I've sort of rubbed shoulders with a lot of Australian top runners, and even amongst those top runners, there's been there's been a couple here and there who've had a really solid program in that area. So. Um, I've just turned into a massive preacher of, of that kind of thing. So it's nice to it's nice to know that you've already um, you know yeah, got a solid program and some solid guidance there. But one of the things I was curious to pick your brain about was just in regards to the the actual training structure that you had going yeah. into your original like, marathons because you sort of uh, had a little had a little asterisk yeah. next to that statement of the training and yeah. Um, I guess just to just to paint a picture of what that looked like, I was going to ask you to uh, give us a bit of yeah. an overview of of your old weekly structure yeah, and, right. and what it was about that you you didn't necessarily trust or enjoy. Yeah, so like I I did I did a physical education degree at Ballarat University. So going into my own training, I had the theoretical like foundation. I knew what it took and all that sort of stuff, but. And I was never really super into running. I was always like, I played football, uh, I think similar to yourself, sort of growing up playing footy. And then when sort of football petered out a bit, I just got the idea of this running idea and loved it. And I never really learnt about it. I just kind of went and played with it. Um, so I kind of ended up, you know, the first sort of serious run with a goal to run a marathon, I think I went out and I was like, oh, I'll just do 3Ks, whatever. And it nearly killed me because it was January and I'd hardly run and it felt like the worst thing ever. But quickly, like, I felt nice when I cooled down and I was like, oh, I'll go again tomorrow. I'll just do another three and then I'll have a day off and then I'll do three or whatever. And built up and it was pretty sporadic. It just whenever I could find time. Some days I'd sort of just finish work, run home, like get in the car, get home, chuck the runners on straight out the door, get as many Ks in as I possibly could. So it was just randomised morning, night. Saturday afternoon, Sunday before a, like a gig or a party or whatever. And then, yeah, some nights I've finished work and I'll be like, oh, I feel pretty energetic. I might just go and run 20 now. <laughs> um, and then the next day I'd just have a day off and then I'd run three and it was just nuts. Like it was, there was no structure. Um, there was a little, like still had gym routine, but again, just what I knew from my like, you know, sports ed background and stuff like that. So yeah, it was like chaos. Like if if a, you were looking at me running, you would have predicted all the pain that was coming my way <laughs> quite easily. <laughs> oh man, it's yeah. so it's so unfair when uh, when you you sort of have someone who's been in the sport for a long time and has made yeah. so many of the own uh, the mistakes yeah. themselves. So they know it not only from a textbook, but they know it from uh, from the yeah. experience in their own life. So I know what you're saying. Did you say uh, you'd get out before a gig? Yeah, yeah. So for like. 10 years actually I still do it occasionally now but it was well like it pretty much paid my way through uni but I, yeah I'd cruise around pubs just doing acoustic covers and stuff like that on the weekends and yeah you know playing uni nights and stuff so that was my job before teaching awesome um, so man just, yeah so that was again the lifestyle didn't really fit like I'd quite often on Wednesday night if I was playing a uni night I'd I'd finish work I'd run like 25ks and then I'd go out and start a gig at 10, finish at 2, go home, wake up in the morning, go like go to work. So yeah. something had to give and it was my body. So, yeah. That's yeah, I get it, man. Obviously. I don't know. This is, a, this is probably another conversation for another day. I'm not sure yeah. if I've told you that yeah. I, uh, I know the open mic scene very well and some of the yeah, patrons because right. I, do, I do a lot of stand-up comedy outside yeah. of this. That's like my other big passion. Oh, yeah, so right. I've got an appreciation for exactly what you mean. I think we operate on uh, – yeah 
on very similar hours and and yeah. with two kids running around the house here at the moment now well oh, yeah. one running around and the other one uh, slowly sleeping. learning <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just sleeping a lot um yeah some of those late nights are, are, are really uh, causing some pain in the early yeah. mornings it's um, hard work it is hard work, man. But no, that's a that's a smart move. So but that was part of the part of the incentive to get away to something a little more solid in in the teaching world, was it? Yeah, pretty well. Yeah, sort of music. I think a lot of the things I go. I think teaching is the only thing I planned. To be honest, everything else I just fall into. Like I just liked music, so I learned a guitar, and then I did an open mic, and then they got me back and paid me like fifty bucks in exposure. Um, and a couple of beers, and then that just took off from that. And before I knew, it, I was sort of doing three or four gigs a week anywhere between like Warnable and um, Sydney. So it was like a lot of hours in cars and then you're running and you're jumping in a car again and, yeah, it's, it was chaos. And then teaching full-time after that, after a while. So something kind of had to give in my back and body. and Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, so now yeah. music's taken the sidestep and I'm focusing on the body a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sweet. So it's yeah. just uh, at the moment the two the two big, I get, well, two of the big yeah, focuses the is, big the, focus. is the teaching and, and the running. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So it's awesome. a bit on the plate still, but it's good. Yeah, I was, I was, I was curious to, uh, I was curious to ask you about um, what it was that actually made you even want to reach out in the first place. Just because there's, I, I guess there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast, and it, it's always interesting to hear the reasons about what it was that makes yeah. someone reach out a particular time. So obviously, you've said that there wasn't a whole heap of structure. You said that you got the tick of approval to get back out there, and you'd listened yeah. to a couple of the podcasts, but. Uh, at what point we're like, all right, I'll give uh, I'll give Tyson message and see if there's any any chance we uh, we jump on board together. Um, I think like, well, when when I heard like you have mentioned a couple of times doing comedy, and I was like, oh well, I think the guy gets the lifestyle that I have led and yeah. that it might trickle into my life every now and then. So that was a good match. But then, like you said, the name relaxed running that really struck a chord with me because it's kind of what I'm doing it for. It's to relax, um, and I don't want to take it too seriously, but I also want to push myself. So um that was a big one but then yeah when you you're know, like anyone who listens to your podcast like one of your core focus is consistency showing up day in day out and that's kind of the way I go about it um with whatever I do it's just show up and keep working and it'll it'll eventually it'll crack and work for you um mm. and not pushing it not you know I've, I've these are the lessons I've learned from multiple injuries you know that and the back's only one of them you know the the most serious but there were there have been many before and it's all because I wasn't showing up I wasn't consistent um, and I was pushing too hard trying to get results too quick and um, yeah so that that whole idea of yours of just you know taking it easy working with the long-term goal and trusting the process that's a big belief of mine as well so I figured they the values matched so I gave yeah. you a message and yeah yeah and away no. we went. No, that's awesome. It's interesting. You don't need to be in the running world to to see how it works. Like I see yeah. that in the comedy world. You'd see that in the music world. And anyone yeah. out there who's who's achieved any level of uh, sort of efficiency at what they do would yeah. understand that so much of it, okay, yeah, sure, a part of it might be the, the talent that you come into it with. But I've known so many unreal runners who they've got the they've got the talent uh, when it comes yeah. to speed and speed endurance. But I've almost started to class the uh, – consistency element of running as a talent in itself because if you don't have that it's all good and well to brag about what you could have done or what you should have done or what you're capable of but unless you've yep. got that work ethic to just get up and do it again and you know take a whack as you have and and get up and just uh, build uh, build that training program back more effectively you're never really going to get a good taste of it so i think yeah, as you said, i think i think i said it before i i hit record that part of the beauty with the name Relax Running comes in to the podcast where we take random rabbit holes and <laughs> but the other, part, 
Yeah, but the other part is exactly what uh, what you just mentioned, and that's yeah. the idea that it, it should be for relaxing. For me, yeah. um, like a, a lot of the time, uh, a rest day or a recovery time or an hour away from the kids isn't just sitting in front of a TV. It's going out and just copping a bit of fresh air and turning the legs over. And for, for me, that really is probably the part of my life where I, I, I get recharged more Absolutely. than a gym or more than a yoga session or more than whatever it else it is that I'm doing. I just... I love that feeling of being out there, and um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad that was something that sort of struck a chord with you because I, I definitely, um, I definitely bang on about it a lot. I've almost started putting an apology before it. Oh really? <laughs> the consistency. <laughs> yeah, because the regular listeners go here. here no, he no. Goes no. Again. Every time you do it, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm preaching to myself as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. From a uh, from sort of where you are now, as we've said a couple of times, that that three runs a week, mm-hmm. like. What is your headspace going forward? Are you the kind of bloke, are you keen to keep it around three days? Would you like to build up to, to six? Or what do you see yourself doing in sort of 12 months' time, all, all going yeah. well? Yeah, look, I reckon um, like we were sort of talking earlier about sort of maybe running with a three through to December and and then New Year we kind of amp it up to four, even five runs a week would be ideal because then I'll probably go from three strength training sessions in the gym to two. But keep my mobility routine and stuff like that because that's really paying dividends. Um, but once you get the strength where you want it to, it's easy to maintain that strength if you if you're putting in good gym sessions. Um, and then yeah, just as we're building up, obviously prioritize the running. And then if I hit that that magic marker at the mar- at the marathon, then we can scale it back and I can focus on back on the strength in the gym in the off season um, and just keep going, keep the K's going up. And then yeah, just. I want to be able to have that adaptability, kind of flicking back and forth without having that, you know, that, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to flog the body in one area too much. So, yeah, okay. stick three through to Christmas and then, yeah, go to four or five runs a week after that, building up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome, man. Well, I've said this to you before, but just for clarity to, to everyone yeah. listening, I think one of the things I, I'm a big fan of is, is just, as we've said, we'll, we'll build that foundation slowly get you into like a, I almost look at it like a boxer going into a fight. You, you have a lot of the year to, to just build that strength, build that consistency, build that fitness, Absolutely. just get a real nice solid foundation. And then we'll start gradually from like a 12, roughly 12 or 16 week period yeah. um, when everything's right, when we're getting some ticks in, in the training department, we'll yeah. really start to focus on extending the long runs and chucking a few yeah. tempo and threshold sessions to, to really complement the, the kind of uh, the kind of performance that it is that you're looking for, but another thing that I like to do, which um, you know we'll, we'll have to chat about in the future, is start to plan a couple of lead up races. Because I don't know about you, but for me, when I can race, the idea of getting out there and doing some distance, especially when you're training for a marathon, going out and running a 10k or a half yeah. marathon, it's nice to get comfortable running at a pace yeah. which is faster than what. Well, from I've set the, I've set myself the goal to get you running sub three. Uh, whether or not that's in that my goal first, now, yeah, yeah. No, that's my goal. Whether or not that's I was in sitting that there thinking first marathon, early three, early threes. But when you said two, goal, two under under three, I was like, all right, we're in. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can't. I can't. I honestly can't see a, a genuine reason why you're not going to be able to do it with what you've told me about your training leading into your three hours twenty eight. As I said, there's so many people who are going to hate you based on the fact you did such little training and or such unstructured training. Yeah, unstructured, I should say. Yeah, I did plenty um, of Ks. Too many. Yeah, and, and three twenty eight. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I can't see a reason. And especially where you're at now, I think the most exciting part of the training is is where you're at because when you're fresh back into it, it's like, oh, man, we can take some massive yeah. chunks off and then yeah. we'll uh, and, and then still some 
uh, with a couple of, a couple of marathons after that. So that's my goal for you. And yep. I reckon just getting the legs used to running 10Ks, half marathons at a bit quicker than that pace from time to time will uh, not only be good for the fitness, but also be good for the, the headspace going into, uh, going into the big race days. Yeah, I've already um I've already mapped out a bunch of runs that I'd love to hit next year, and we can talk about that in more detail later. But there's a substantial list, so awesome. and they gradually build. So sweet. There's a couple of trail runs in there as well, a bit of variety and whatnot that I'd love to do. The trail running series around Melbourne is beautiful. I've run that yeah. one before, um, and they're magnificent. So they're definitely some leading runs I wouldn't mind getting getting into. Well, the beautiful thing with trail runs as well is you get the opportunity to run right up near the race distance that you want to run yeah. and you get to do it on a nice soft surface with some good hills in there. So I'm yeah. a I'm a huge fan of especially long, slower runs on the trails yeah, just because I, I did a lot of my running up at, um uh, not Yarrabind, what am I trying to say? Yeah, how am I? Uh, Sherbrooke Forest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sherbrooke Forest. Here, yeah. 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 Which, where are you based? I'm in Moorlbach, so yeah, Moral, just okay. the eastern suburbs, yeah, just at the foot of Mount Dandenong. So. Oh, it's such a beautiful yeah. part of the world. And I used to place. do my long runs out there, and, and even if it was a long, easy run, it was always yeah. nasty because some of the hills <laughs> they threw out, yeah, but it was also soft underfoot. So it was like you could do yeah. two hours and it wasn't too hard on the joints. So, yeah, yeah I, uh, I'm a real big fan of that kind of running. So, I mean, we're only at the start of our, our journey together. And as I said, this is a, a one of hopefully a few podcast episodes if you've uh, you got the time to do it because it'd be Absolutely. cool to – to post your progress and um yep. hopefully inspire everyone listening to see what it is that you're capable of with a with a few months of consistency up your sleeve yeah it'd be nice it'd be nice to have a few people come along with the ride and um yeah so see how it see how we go keep me accountable and keep me to the to the program instead of going off on my own little tangents so <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> awesome man well thanks again for uh, making the time to to jump yeah, on at welcome. the uh, end of your week no worries Thanks for listening to the Relaxed Running Podcast. If you're ready to become a faster, more efficient runner, visit www.relaxedrunning.com.